Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your day two recap for this week's Valero Texas Open. Join me to break it all down. Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, good to see you. Good day to you, Mr. Rick. And day two, very professional of you, as uh, as we all know. Still a lot of golf to be played in the second round out there in San Antonio. Still a lot of golf. We were four hours behind on Thursday. We were obviously not going to make up all of that on Friday, where we currently stand as the broadcast goes off the air. That PM wave from Thursday, so that Thursday PM, Friday AM wave, they're done. They're done. It's just uh, basically the other half of the field that still has to go. Some guys through 10 holes, some guys through four, but I don't think there's a single golfer, Patrick, in the in that second wave that's done or within a couple of holes. Now, they're, they're going to have to play probably, what, five to six maybe tomorrow morning. I, I get confused with all the time zones, personally. Never been a strong point of mine. Uh, but I'd assume most of them, five to six, and then – uh, the cut, I think, is kind of settling around even or one under. Yes, it is. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. What we're going to do, because they're still playing. So the coverage went off the air, but they're still playing. They're going to play until uh, the sun goes down. So what we'll do here is we have one piece of news. We'll hit that first, and we'll let this leaderboard mature as much as possible. We'll we'll circle back on it. Does that sound like a good plan? Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, all right. The news out of Friday is that Aaron Wise has withdrawn from the Masters. He posted on Twitter. Uh, the statement is as follows. I'll just read it verbatim here. It says, and I quote, regretfully, I'm withdrawing from the Masters today. Golf is just as much a mental game as it is a physical skill. And that mental piece of it has been a struggle for me recently. I don't take the significance of playing at Augusta lightly, but I know that I need to take some time away to focus on my mental health so I can get back out to competing at a level I am proud of. So that is straight from Aaron Wise, Patrick. Obviously, as you can imagine, his recent form has not been good uh, for the last couple of weeks or last couple of months, and now he has decided to take some time off and see if he can get himself right, get himself a little bit of reset, and he does it at the expense of the Masters. It's really a bummer. 
this is a guy who finished 13th in the FedEx Cup last year, made all his way to all his way to the Tour Championship. I think he played by himself that final day, shot 65 at East Lake, and many projected him to potentially be a replacement for Will Zalatoris on that Presidents Cup team. He was playing great throughout the playoffs. Obviously, did not get the selection in. This felt like a year for Aaron Wise to uh, kind of make that next leap, you know, like maybe win again Uh, because he he was the rookie of the year, I think in 17, potentially. He got qualified for the Masters through two ways. He was inside the top 50 by the end of the calendar year and inside the top 50 uh, last week as well. And it's just a bummer. It's not the first time we've seen a young guy take a leave of absence for mental health. Obviously, Matthew Wolf did the same thing. Coincidentally, after the Masters, when he signed for the incorrect scorecard, was disqualified after the second round, took three months off, came back, actually contended at that U.S. Open at Torrey Pines when John Rahm won. So hopefully Wise can can do something similar, uh, you know, get right, take time off as much as he needs. He's in good standing with the PGA Tour, obviously, and uh, come back even stronger. Yeah, that's right. 45th in the OWGR rankings right now. This is um... – I mean, you can you can look at this two kind of ways. Obviously, we're rooting for him. We want him to right get get right, get everything all situated. But I, I do think that we are seeing, as you mentioned, a couple you know more young athletes saying, "Hey, the mental side of things just as important as the physical." There is a closer um, in Major League Baseball, and I apologize, I cannot remember his name, who is going to start the season on the injured list, and he was very straightforward and said, "Hey, I like it's anxiety." And I cannot like, I do not want to run myself out there and, you know, whether it's not be good enough for the team to continue to make this worse for me, I'm going to take some time, try to get right. And then I'll come back. I I think even Keegan Bradley touched on it before the players with uh, Sirius XM radio, he was talking about some days his anxiety is just through the roof where every single golf shot is such a mental strain where he's just exhausted by the end of the day, he might shoot five under, but it comes at a, you know, a huge expense physically and mentally. So th- this just seems to be one of those cases for Aaron wise. He obviously was not having a great year after what was a great 2022. And uh, I mean, first off hell of an Instagram handle original wise guy that has yeah. to be like top 10 among PJ tour players. Uh, but yeah, it sucks that he's, he's missing Augusta and the masters and the field's down to 88 now. The uh, Major League Baseball player that I was looking for is Daniel Bard. He is a closer for the Rockies. Um, One final thing on this, just for the knuckleheads on Twitter that I saw that are like, well, dude, can't you wait just a week and then take your break? Like, imagine the decision Aaron Wise has to make, understanding that it's like, hey, I'm going to miss the Masters for this. Uh, Imagine how bad it is if that's what happens, right? If you're not able to go another week, knucklehead, imagine how imagine how he's actually feeling. Yeah, don't don't think he's taking (laughs) the Masters and Augusta National for granted. Like it, it it pains him much more than anyone else to be missing this tournament, obviously. And so, it like you said, Rick, it's probably pretty bad if he has to skip it. All right, Aaron Wise, uh, get right, get back soon, and uh, start playing some good golf. We're looking forward to seeing you out there rocking and rolling. Let's take a look here at the leaderboard. Oh, you know what it is? Good day to be a Stanford Cardinal. Rose Zhang doing her thing at, a, at, at Anwa. 
Patrick Rogers, three shots clear of the rest of the field. It's it's a good day to be a Cardinal. <laughs> Hell of a parallel there. Um, yeah, I guess so. And uh, Tiger Woods, he's still around. So he's pretty good. Yeah, great day to be a Cardinal. <laughs> uh, Patrick Rogers was prolific at Stanford. I think he, does he still have like eight wins? Is that still the record? I mean, it's it's pretty outrageous what his resume was. Yet still looking for that first PGA tour victory, unless something drastic happens here. Well, he's almost, he's certainly going to enter the weekend um, with the lead because we've got guys that are not going to get close to finishing their second round here on this Friday night. But I, I think it's very, very likely that he starts the third round with a lead. Yeah. I think potentially Mav McNeely might've caught him, but when you think oh. about Stanford Cardinals greats, it's like Rogers McNeely Woods, which is just unbelievable. Uh, 15 majors between the three of them, just a, a real a crop of studs. And only one of them has panned out on the PGA tour, obviously. And look, Patrick Rogers, 234 starts, zero wins, has three runner up finishes. And this season has been pretty bad. He talked to Damon hack after the round. He said his second round in Corrales where he missed the cut. I think he's missed six of eight cuts this year consistently losing in ball striking categories uh he found something found a little something in his swing shot 68 the second day there and it, it's shown thus far through 36 holes he's first in tee to green first in approach uh kind of was got off to oh we're still on round one okay shot 66 in round <laughs> one <laughs> round two that actually might be his uh yeah that is his round one score. Shot 67 in round 2. Yes, round 2 67. Uh had two early birdies and then kind of hit neutral there a couple bogeys uh, and then just sprinted to the finish line with five out of his last six. So yeah, I mean is anyone going to even reach 8 under with Corey Connors? I, I think the lead might be pretty safe with uh with Rogers depending on I guess tomorrow morning's conditions. Yeah, it seems pretty safe. He's absolutely knocking the cover off the ball. It's like ball striking numbers are nuts right now. Here is the collegiate win individual men's win record for Stanford, a guy named Tiger Woods, 11 of them, a guy named Patrick Rogers, 11 of them. And you are right. Mav McNeely tied them 11. So all three with 11, I, I won't. All right. I'll spoil the party. McNeely had 11 wins in 44 starts. Rogers mm -hmm. had 11 wins in 35. <laughs> Tiger had 11 wins in 26 starts. I thought you were going to say like 10. <laughs> no. What a sicko. Just they never just threw him one on top. <laughs> just never ends with this guy. Okay. So Patrick Rogers, 11 under par. Uh, he's obviously through two full rounds. Corey Connors through his two full rounds. He went out and shot that eight under 64. He completed that on Friday morning. It was, it was pretty stellar. It was a flurry of birdies coming in 14, 15, 17, and 18. He was stuck a bit in neutral though, for his second round here, Patrick out into over. He got uh, both of those back on his second nine, but it was an even par 72. Also looking for Kind of another milestone win. Patrick Rogers would be his first. Corey Connors would get that validation win, the second one on the PGA Tour. He's too good of a golfer to only have uh, one win to his name, especially in the ball striking category. I mean, it, we're talking about team no putt. Uh, he, he's definitely up there. But in the Florida swing, he tends to kind of find some form with the putter, and that really wasn't the case this year. I think he's without a top 10 finish uh, so far, which is surprising. But 
he even said after his round, all eyes are on Augusta. Like winning this week would be great, but it's all about peaking for next week. And he's a guy who's had fantastic form at Augusta National in the Masters, three straight top 10 finishes, T10, T8, T6. So history and trends, maybe a T4 next week. Uh, and Rick, I have a trivia question for you. Oh boy. Okay. The last person to win before their eventual victory at Augusta the week before they went back to back. Who was that person? Was it, it wasn't necessarily their first win. They just won before their first master's title. Correct. Why do I think it was Rory? No, obviously Rory never won the Masters. He's Why do won. I think it was? <laughs> did Rory win before something else? Um, DJ? No, that was close I d- though. I don't know. Phil Mickelson, 2006. Mm. I believe it was called the Bell South back then. Dude, they used to have some wild names. Yeah, but yeah, there you go. Paul in the That's- chat got it. Good job, Paul. I'm usually the one asking the questions. I don't like being put on the spot in the other way. There's a reason <laughs> There's a reason that you have the trophy next to your name, and I do not. That's true. That's true. Well, we'll, get you, we'll have to get you involved with the trivia next year. Josh said Rory won the Bridgestone before the PGA. I think that's what I was thinking of. Um, oh, yeah. I want to talk some notables. Uh, but let me – hold on. Let me do a couple of things. So – in the clubhouse, so Corey Connors done at eight under. In the clubhouse is seven under Michael Thompson, six under Eric Cole, Chris Kirk, Peter Malnati, and Michael Kim are all in at five under. And then there's, you know, obviously a ton of guys out on the golf course right now. So what I'll do is I want to go through some notables with you, Patrick. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there, and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order, plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the 
jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four our listeners. Uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. The final four. Who, who wins this thing, Patrick? Who do you got going all the way? Ooh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm from Northern Virginia. So Jim Laranega, when he took the George, George Mason Patriots to the final four, all those many years ago. So I'm rooting for him. Uh, but UConn looks out. I think the winner of that game on the right is your eventual national champion. Well, Saturday on CBS, the NCAA men's basketball championship road to the final four reaches its final destination in Houston. They shouldn't call, they shouldn't say final destination. That's got a bad connotation. I hate those movies. <laughs> I hate them, and I can never stop thinking about them. Yeah. It's like, uh, what was that show, like, A Thousand Ways to Die? Oh, God. You know what yeah. I'm talking about on, uh, what yeah, was it, Spike TV? Yeah, that, that, that cannot still exist, right? <laughs> it got rebranded to something, I'm pretty like sure. Like True TV or whatever. Um, I'm sure they're loving us talking about death and despair <laughs> in the middle of this ad. Coverage of the semifinal games begins at 3 Eastern with – at the Final Four and the Final Four show, all leading up to tip off at six when Florida Atlantic faces San Diego State, followed by Miami clashing with, yeah, those UConn Huskies. The NCAA Men's Final Four National Semifinal Saturday on CBS. Notables. So let's start with Harold Hatton. The betting favorite closed out his opening round 70 and shot a second round 75. He is done at one over par and barring, I'm not going to like, listen, I, I'm not going to call it, but barring some miracle, Terrell Hatton's gone. He will not be around for the weekend. Yeah. And before you put money on him for next weekend, think, oh, maybe it's a bounce back. Remember, Terrell Hatton hates Augusta National. <laughs> well, just, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, one or the other, he does. Uh, so I think, you know, maybe the hand injury was more serious than he let on. He said he just took some Advil and a leave, and that was that. But he, he was playing some great golf before Austin with uh, the tw 29 on the back nine at the TBC Sawgrass for the Players' Championship to finish second, and then uh, the contention run at the Arnold Palmer Invitational as well. So I was honestly, like, surprised he was even in this field. And I think most of these guys, like Connors, it's more like, all right, just get me to Augusta. Um, it, it's so interesting to me how – some people like to play the week before and some don't personally, you know, I'll never play in a major championship barring my uh, don't qualification that. into the U S open this summer. Um, I think I'd want to take a week off. What about you, Rick before? Well, how would you spend your week off? Uh, like getting like the house organized at Augusta, making sure everything's good, you know, maybe a couple rounds here and there, but nothing too crazy. I would play my way in. Okay, interesting. So you're like uh, Kepka. He always loves to do that. 
Yeah, me and Brooks Kepka, exactly the same human being. Yes, mm-hmm. I'd, I would play my way in because, listen, the, the getting the house set up, I got people for that, right? I got somebody who's taking care of that. I'm going to roll in on Monday. Everything's going to be in order. I'm not going to have to worry about anything. I've got a team in place here, Patrick. True. You are a four-time major winner. Right. I did, for, I did forget about that part. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just would like to be there, make sure nothing goes wrong. Like, what if you went on Sunday, you have a really late Sunday, you have to do the press and everything, and then you got to fly in late, and you might get behind the eight ball with your practice and everything. I just, you know, I don't want to have to deal with that. I would definitely, like, eject my, if I'm, like, one off the lead with four to go, I'm, or one off the cut with four, I'm, like, totally ejecting myself. Like okay. There's just no chance. I'm. There's no chance I'm playing two additional rounds out of contention. Yeah, yeah. That. So the miscut could be better than a made cut, almost. I think so. Ricky Fowler shot a seventy-one. What? We don't even need the drop. I'm Ricky here. Fowler shot seventy-one, seventy-two. It wasn't the prettiest thing in the world, but it's gonna. Get the job done. One under par, T44 at the moment. It's going to be plenty good enough to get into the weekend, though it was a little bit rocky at first. That second round, he was three over through his first seven holes. He was able to claw it back with four birdies uh, after that. So Ricky Fowler will be around for the weekend. Yeah, 10 strokes back. Obviously needs the win to get into the Masters. Probably not going to happen, but we do have a shaky leader, so... Maybe only eight strokes or seven strokes back of Connors. So maybe maybe there's a way in. Highly unlikely, but uh it's really been the putter for Ricky, which is really disappointing. I think he's inside the top ten Tita Green and outside the top one twenty putting. Uh and he came into the week tenth in approach, tenth in putting among all people. Uh total strokes gained was higher than Spieth, Thomas, Burns, the whole lot. Uh so it's disappointing. I think he needed a T4 to climb inside the top 50 of the WGR. I know it's a week later, but it matters for other major championships. Uh, so, yeah, probably – I thought he was talking about me for a second. So did um, I. <laughs> <laughs> for those who are not watching on YouTube, you should be. And we threw up a comment here from Joseph, and it says Patrick in there. And Patrick – our Patrick thought it was about him, but it was really about Patrick Rogers, and it froze him. It was deer in the headlights look. Yeah, if, if you know anything about Patrick's and my betting acumen and Rogers' winning acumen, you should probably think the real lead is at eight under. We'll, we'll just say that much. Uh, but yeah, for Ricky, it just it just looks like not making a, a lot of putts. His irons were great today. I, I didn't watch a whole lot of his first round, but watched watched a good amount of his second round, and the irons looked sharp. And then some off the tee troubles late. Did you see Siwoo Kim today? So I was talking to Josh before this, and I have him for the one and done, me and Kyle M. And it was like probably around like 1.30. I was getting my afternoon coffee, left left the house, see him in the middle of the fairway on a par five. I'm like, cool. He's like four back at this point or something. He might, he might get within three. This is going to be fantastic. I'm in the drive-thru line for Starbucks, and – I'm like, all right, it's taking a little long. I checked the app. Siwoo Kim, two over for the tournament. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know what he hit, two OB or something? Yeah, so I um, I had a similar experience because I used him in some larger one-and-dones as well. So, so he's – okay, yeah. Middle of the fairway on number 14, which is a par five. Hits one 
OB. Then he's got to hit another one from basically the same spot, right? Hits that one mm-hmm. out as well. Then dumps it in the bunker. Then, no, wait a minute. There are Six, so many seven. provisionals. I got I got lost in the provisionals. Oh, okay. Yeah, he hits a provisional. I guess they found it. <laughs> his sixth was over the green. His seventh was back in the bunk. What it? What, what happened? That's what I'm like from the middle of the fairway. I cannot tell you what happened. See, they also have him down for a ten, but I guess that counts a provisional because he had a nine. He made a quad nine. I don't know what happened. Yeah, like how did he go from two to five? How'd that leap happen with the provisional? I don't know. So th- yeah, so he, he must have, his second, he must have not been able to find or something. But then he would have hit his provisional. I, I don't know. I don't I'm know. No either. So uh, long story short, he takes a nine. So that's a quad on a par five, which is super annoying because he ended super. I'm like heavily invested in Siwoo Kim this week. So mm-hmm. he... On 18, this is so annoying. On 18, his final hole of the day in round one, he's on the green and two putting for eagle. Three jacks for par. Yep. Then he starts his you know round two, early in round two, by making a quad out of the middle of the fairway on a par five. That's like a five. That's like a six-shot swing. Yeah, he, he's probably – Right next to Connors or something. Like not even Third an exaggeration. That is like a shit. Like like if you are if you are on and two. Okay, he was eighty feet away or whatever. But that's like he's gonna make birdie a lot. And then from the middle of the fairway on a par five, you're gonna make birdie a lot. That is like very easily a six shot swing. Yeah, and dude, I'm I'm with you. I got him outright at twenty two. I got him one and done. And everyone, every league I'm in, and I mean, thank God he made the cut at least. But yeah, he's he's one under. For the yeah. tournament, seventy four on on round number two. Uh, other notables, let's see. I mean, Chris Kirk in the mix. We talked about that. Matt Kuchar. Where'd Kuch go? Uh, what like oh, three ish? Is Kuch is Kuch going in the wrong direction? Oh, he's one over. Total? No, just today. Uh, three under. Uh, I thought there was. Oh, where's Hideki? Let's find Hideki real quick. Okay, so Hideki's in 70-72. That's two under. He's T28 right now. He'll be around for the weekend. I mean, what I, I mean, I guess there's a pretty big log jam. If we think like eight under is probably the real lead, which it might be, pretty big log jam of how this could look even by the time, even like 14 hours from now, when these guys finish their second round, like this this leaderboard's gonna look entirely different. Yeah, and Hideki really hasn't done a whole lot to be, you know, half a dozen back. His iron play doesn't look that sharp. He's been miserable on and around the greens. He's typically a, a really good chipper of the golf ball. Uh, he was, yeah, today he was outside the top 90 and putting outside the top 100 around the green. Drove the ball great. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's someone who could conceivably find his iron play like he did the final day at the Players' Championship and kind of backdoor top five. He did something similar at the U.S. Open at the country club last summer where he kind of just came out of the blue and Oh, there's Hideki top five. So he, he's got the firepower to be there. You know, if he's within four going into the last day, he's definitely live, but man, I, I don't, I don't really know. He, he continues to be just the most difficult man to figure out on the PGA tour. I, I, 
I wrote this week, like anything from a WD to a win is possible for Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, so I, I, I really don't know. Yeah. I think the same holds true still 36 holes later, anything from a win to a WD is possible. <laughs> uh, someone last night was very upset that we didn't talk about the odds despite half the field, not even being done. So that's a pretty silly thing to do. What I will say is, uh, just go run and grab Thomas Dietrich right now at 22 to one. He's putting for birdie on 13. He has two par fives ahead. He's already at four under. Let's say he gets to six under by the time this round is over or even five under. Uh, that is very live for old Thomas Dietrich. That's the, that's the one I'll give you there. Ooh. What about, uh, what about my boy, Nikki Taylor? How's he looking? I haven't, I haven't checked. 11 to one. Get a lot of respect. Yeah, man. Come on. Those Canadians. It's going to be a Canadian duel. Oh boy. Mounty v Mounty. Taylor versus Connors. Yeah. You know what's gonna be real? I have Nick Taylor as my best bet, top Canadian. He's gonna finish second to Corey Connors, and I'm gonna be so annoyed. <laughs> I'll catch the top twenty though. Brutal. There's the betting odds. So that guy who commented last night that we didn't show the odds, here they are on YouTube. Um, so Rick, I I don't know if this is true, but this is just the Honda Classic all over again. No, you see Eric Cole, Michael Thompson won the Honda Classic. Chris Kirk just won the Honda Classic. Patty Harrington's won the Honda Classic twice. Tell me this isn't just the Honda Classic again. Uh, the Honda Classic disguised as the Valero Texas Open. Yeah, they just you just moved it from Florida <laughs> to Texas. I'm on board with this. Yeah. I'm on board. Like, look at this leaderboard. Didn't Benny On play well at the Honda Classic this Hasn't year? Hasn't Matt Kuchar played well at the Honda Classic, or am I? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So That's pretty strong. All right. Patrick, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, the First Cup podcast will be back after the conclusion of day three. Who knows where we'll be at at that point. And then, of course, day four. Oh, by the way, the Masters is next week. Oh, by the way, uh, can I announce this breaking news? I'll announce it. And if I can't, like, crop this out later. Um, next week's round-by-round round recaps, Patrick, will be live-streamed on CBS Sports HQ. Also, I believe on the big CBS Sports YouTube channel, they are giving the old First Cup pod a little bit of shine next week. Yeah, be sure to subscribe there. Get your notifications all that and yeah, I mean, we convinced the big wigs up there in New York to give the boys a spotlight for a week and mm -hmm. they won't regret it. I yeah, mean, they might, there might, there might be some takes, there might be some takes, they might, but regret that's for it. the general audience, the public world to decide. Yeah, we'll still be here as well. So I think there'll be three different places you can find us all live at the same time. They are letting me host it on CBS Sports HQ. That is a horrible idea. They got to like, get you like in the studio. The, they just gave us like uh, – they just left us 20 bucks for pizza and said don't burn the house down. Rick, I think you got to show up in a tuxedo full stepbrothers. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, why the hell did we let this guy do yeah, this? Like they're just going to put up like a technical difficulties uh, like sign. We, lo we, lo we lost Rick's camera. We lost He's only beat. going audio. <laughs> All right. Big thanks, producer Josh. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald available on Twitter at Amateur Status. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.